0: And welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. Harvest Church is based in sunny Durban, South Africa. We are a family of believers who are passionate about Jesus. We really hope this message inspires you today. All of you who are at home, wherever you are, hearing this sermon, God bless you. How much we need Jesus at this time. In our lives and in this world in this new year 2021 especially after 2020 which in some ways has been a year of sorrow and grief and pain and challenge and we trust in God this year for an increase of his presence that we live well in his kingdom for his glory in all that's going on in our personal lives and in the world around us. So in this regard, I want to share with you some thoughts from Psalm 16. So if you have your Bibles and you want to turn to Psalm 16, I'm reading from the New International Version, Psalm 16, and, and I want to share meditation. It's really essentially David praying his safety and his security. And uh, it's actually come from the book. I've written a book called Praying the Psalms, Volume 1. And uh, this book has got 12 Psalms, 12-week program of 12 meditations in 12 Psalms. And I'm busy working at the moment on Volume 2, which I've called Praying Our Challenges and Our Choices. And Psalm 16 will be in Volume 2. So let me read the text to you. And it's a psalm of David. Keep me safe, O God, for in you I take refuge. I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. As for the saints who are in the land, they are the glorious ones in whom I delight. The sorrows of those who will increase who run after other gods. I will not pour out their libations of blood nor take their names on my lips. Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places and surely I have a delightful Inheritance. I will praise you, Lord, who counsels me. At night, my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my tongue rejoices, and my flesh, my body, rests secure because you will not abandon me. To the grave, nor will you let your holy one see decay. You have made known to me the path of life, and you will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. This is really a profound psalm, and the context in which David wrote it, we're not entirely sure, but it probably was when he was being threatened. Uh, by um, Absalom and being sought after by Saul. So it was a context of insecurity. It was a context of threat. And in a sense, COVID-19 and the world in which we live is a world of threat, of uncertainty. A lot of people are filled with fear. There is so much uh, stuff we, we can't predict and we don't know And how do we respond? We respond by praying the Psalms. We respond by turning to God and using the words God has given us for prayer. Psalms were God's given prayers to Israel through David and other Psalmists, inspired words to talk to God and to pour out our hearts, pour out our pain, Pour out our emotions, to get angry and express, Lord, I wish you had kicked my enemies in the teeth, and to cry and to weep, and also to then to proclaim and to praise and to affirm who God is and his victory in this world and in our lives. So let me go through the psalm then. It's praying our safety and our security. And verse one sets the theme. Keep me safe, O God, for in you I take refuge. That sets the theme of the whole psalm. And the last verse, you have made known to me the path of life. You, You give me joy in your presence, eternal pleasures at your right hand. That's the result, the result, the end result of this prayer and the end result of being secure and safe in God. Our security is a big issue. If it is in money, if it is in our health, if it is in other people around us, we are very vulnerable. If our security ultimately is in God, then we truly are secure no matter what happens to us, around us, because it is God who ultimately secures us. So let me explain what David means by this. Keep me safe, O God, for in you I find refuge. In the Old Testament, there were cities of refuge that were given to Israel that if you were in trouble, you could run to a city of refuge and your enemies were not allowed in and you were safe. God's immediate presence is our safe place where demons and feelings and powers and circumstances cannot get to us. Ultimately, the Lord is our refuge, our safe place, if we turn to Him and not to other things, to other escape patterns, to our addictions, to relieve our pain, even to other gods. So the basis of our safety and our security Is what he says here I say to the Lord and he uses the word Yahweh David was on personal name terms with God I said to Yahweh you are my Lord the Hebrew word there is Adonai you are my master apart from you I have no good thing what he's saying is all the goodness all the good that I ever needed or wanted comes from you you are my good you know God is good although the devil tries to lie to us, causing us to challenge God's character of goodness because of the things that happen to us. We need to have a biblical worldview, a Hebraic, Messianic worldview that God is good in the midst of all that goes on. And that is explained as the psalm goes goes forward. He talks to the Lord you are my master and as a master you are so good to me because, and I'm your servant and you care for me despite all that happens. And I'm secure as your servant and you being my master because you're a good master. And then he says, as for the saints, I say to the saints, you are the godly ones, the glorious ones in whom I delight. So he speaks of community. God is the basis of our security that he's our master and he's good and he cares for us. The secondly, community, the godly ones. The saints are people set apart by God who serve God, the servants of God. And we look around us and we are secured within community of love and care of people who are godly. (laughs) And we delight in their companionship, in their fellowship, because The godly ones are the glorious ones who walk on the face of the earth. And that picks up what what Solomon says in the book of Proverbs where it says that the righteous will shine like the rising sun until the full light of noonday. And as we go on in our righteousness in Christ, incrementally being conformed to God's godliness, our light, the glorious Shekinah of God, the glorious Shekinah light of God shines in us and through us ever brighter. So David says he delights in the godly ones. And then thirdly, he speaks to God, he speaks to the the saints, and then he speaks to the people who run after other gods, the idolaters, people who in their pain and in their insecurity and in their trauma and fear of coronavirus, lack of money, loss of job, all that's going on, they turn to other gods for security, for answers. And uh, David says, as for you who run after other gods for the meaning of life, just know, your sorrow will increase. That is a very painful statement. And David says, I will not go near your sacrifices. I will not even take the names of your gods on my lips, either to address them or to refer to them. I cut myself off because the first and highest commandment of God is love only the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind and have no other gods before you good it is God who secures you. It is God who is your ultimate as well as immediate safety. And then he goes on to say, Lord, you have assigned my, my, me my portion and my cup. And in the Hebrew, the way that David writes it is beautiful. He's basically saying, Lord, Yahweh, and he uses again God's personal name, intimate terms, the equivalent of Jesus in the New Testament saying, Abba, Daddy, Yahweh, Abba, I choose you. I don't choose other gods. I'm not going to run after other gods and my addictions and escape patterns from the pressure of what's going on in this world. I choose you because you are my food and my drink. When he says my portion and my cup, it's actually the food of life and the cup of blessing that David is referring to. Take God. Remember Jesus in John chapter four. He said, my food is to do the will of my father. God is my very substance and sustenance and means of living and I drink his cup of blessing. And he says, you have made my lot secure. Once again, this idea of security. So what God has allotted to me in life, he has secured. And what David is referring to here, and it goes on in the very next verse, is that when Israel entered the promised land, the whole of the land that flowed with milk and honey, the land of Canaan, was divided up into, into all the the, the tribes and the clans and then the families within the clans and you were all given your allotment, your plot. The boundaries have fallen for me in good places. I'm happy with my, with my plot, my property, what God has given me in this life. Um, God, whatever the boundaries are, I receive it as God's gift to me and I am content with it. It's like, it's like, Paul says in Philippians chapter 4, he says that I have learned that whether in joy and victory or whether in, in suffering and pain, I have learned to be content. Whether I have much or whether I have little, God is my provision. God is my security. And I've learned to be content in Him. And then David says, Surely this allotment and the boundaries and what God has given me, I have a delightful inheritance which actually goes beyond this present life and what God has given us in this life to live life well, to live life meaningfully, to live life as God intended life to be lived, to rule and reign in the promised land, to rule and reign in this life. It goes beyond that, that we have an inheritance not only in this life, but in the eternal ages to come. And that is delightful. And he refers again to that same idea at the end of the the psalm. Let me move on (laughs) to make sure we get through the psalm. And then David goes on. He says, so I will praise you, Yahweh. I will praise you, Abba. I praise you, Daddy, my Father, because you counsel me. Even at night my heart instructs me. So in all that's going on, the way we receive security from God is through this relational engagement of repeatedly in all circumstances turning to God, turning to God and listening for his counsel. Lord, what do I do in this situation? I've just heard this bad news. God, show me How do I take this? How do I respond? What is your counsel? God is close to us and lives interactively with us and secures us through his counsel. God talks daily to us if we, but listen, and at night when we go to bed, while we sleep, God speaks and continues to instruct us through our hearts, our dreams. You know that dreams, is, God, is, is a God-given way of processing the pain of the day, the stress of the day and the issues of the day. And if you learn to listen to your dreams and work with your dreams correctly and interpret them properly, they are a great means of God's instruction to you of how to live and how to, and how to process stress and sleep well at night. So then he says I have set the Lord always before me and because he's at my right hand I will not be shaken. Once again the security and the safety that God gives. So friends David says Yahweh I choose you. I set you always before you. In Isaiah there's that wonderful verse Isaiah 26. Those who whose minds are constantly stayed on you. You, O Yahweh, keep them in perfect peace. The Hebrew word peace is shalom. You keep those in perfect peace whose mind is constantly stayed on you. Shalom is God's order, wholeness, well-being, as opposed to chaos, disorder, fear, Disharmony, dis ease. So I've set the Lord always before you, before me. I encourage you, pray that prayer. Set God always before your mind and your heart. Like Peter when he got out the boat. He said, Jesus, if it's really you walking on the water, the storm of the corona pandemic, if it's really you coming to me through all of the confusion of fake news and conspiracies, and must we take the vaccine or mustn't we? If it's really you in the storm of what I don't know, then call me to come to you. God comes to us in the storms of life. And if we have faith, we get out of our security and we walk on water with our eyes fixed on Jesus. And even if we take our eyes off Jesus and we go under, he's there to say, come on, let me pick you up and stand with me and I'll walk back with you into the boat. (laughs) Put the Lord always before you. Keep your eyes on Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith and our salvation because he is the one who secures us. He, in in Hebrew thinking, the storms of the sea is the great deep chaos of the Leviathan, the rule and reign of darkness, the domain of the chaos of evil. Jesus is triumphant and walks on the water and conquers the storm and comes to us in and through our worst fear. If we have eyes to see, Jesus in the storm, and then we can walk on water, and he secures every step that we walk in this life, and then he says, I will not be shaken. No matter what comes my way or what happens, I will not be shaken, and just to pause and say, dear friends, I know that a lot lot of things actually do shake us. And God himself, in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, says God is shaking all things so that what is unshakable may emerge for all to see, which is the unshakable kingdom of God. If you are built on the rock of God's kingdom, the storms that come your way will not dislodge you from your rootedness in God's security you will be eternally secure in God's kingdom while all else is shaken and falls apart around you. Because he goes on to say that not even death can shake us. He says, therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices and my body, my flesh will also rest secure. So he goes to us, he says, my heart will not be troubled, but in fact, we'll be glad. My tongue will not speak all the negative unbelief, repeating what people are saying all around us of fear and all the foul language that people use when they get angry, but my tongue will actually speak and sing songs of rejoicing in God. My body, I'm not going to be scared of getting sick and even dying, Even my body can rest secure because you will not abandon me to the grave. You will not let your Holy One see decay. And dear friends, this is now remarkable. This is where the Holy Spirit through David is being prophetic of the coming one, the Messiah, our King Jesus. First of all, personally, my body will will be secure even if I get sick, even if I get corona, and even if I die. (laughs) I do not have to fear and I will not be shaken because God will not abandon me to the grave. God will not leave me in the grave. God will not allow me to rot in the grave. God will raise me because God will defeat death. He will not allow His Holy One to see the corruption of bodily decay and death because resurrection will happen. And of course, that verse was a favorite verse in the early church. The first followers of Jesus, who were all Jewish, steeped in the Old Testament scriptures, praying the Psalms. I don't know if you guys are aware, but even today, all Orthodox Jews have learned all 150 Psalms by heart, and they pray them from memory. Jesus knew all 150 Psalms by heart. The early church knew all, um, the first followers of Jesus probably knew these Psalms by heart. And so they use this verse repeatedly in the New Testament of Jesus the Messiah, and basically saying, Jesus is the Holy One whom God did not allow to see bodily decay, but raised them from the dead and defeated death and therefore secures you and secures me, (laughs) even through death, beyond death on the other side. Therefore, our bodies can rest secure. We do not have to fear. I heard yesterday from a senior colleague of mine, in ministry, a pastor, highly respected, well-known that he has contracted COVID. And he asked us all to pray, a group of us, and he said in his, in his request for prayers, he said, pray that my wife, unbeknown to him, he didn't know how he, he got the virus. He said, pray that my wife will not get it. And secondly, pray that in my moments of fear, the faith of God will assert and defeat it. And this is we live between faith and fear. And Jesus has defeated death. He secures us. We will not see decay. And even if we die, friends, we will be reunited with our loved ones. And I'm very aware that in this congregation in Harvest Church, there has been the death of a a dear brother And to the wife and the three children, I bless you. In the name of Jesus, I bless you with God's love and God's comfort because you will be reunited and it won't be long and you will embrace each other once again because God is our security. So just to close off the last verse, which is the culmination of David's profound prayer. You know, I encourage you to learn the psalm by heart this week and to pray it morning, noon, and day. Take it like medicine before your meals, before breakfast, lunch, and supper, and pray this prayer. Pray your safety and your security. So David ends up, you have made known to me the path of life, which is this counseling, instruction, setting the Lord always before us. God reveals to us how to live, how to actually honor the safety precautions around what, uh, around what is required of us out of love for of neighbor by wearing a mask. I've got my mask here, <laughs> and I came here sanitizing your hands and taking all the precautions. You've shown me the way of life, the path of life, how to live in all of what's going on. You guide me all the way through. Because you my security and you fill me with joy in your presence. Ultimately, God's immediate presence is our safety and our security, which results in a fountain of ebullient joy that never runs dry. Happiness is based on circumstance, but joy is a spiritual formation of the heart. It's based on the indwelling presence of the King that secures you. And then ends up saying that God will fill me not only with joy in his presence, but with eternal, everlasting pleasures at his right hand. And and David does a wonderful thing. He says, I will be at God's right hand, enjoying everlasting pleasures. And earlier in the Psalm verse seven, he says, I set the Lord before me and he's at my right hand and secures me. God's at our right hand, we're at his right hand, He's at our very elbow. We're at His very elbow. And we enjoy all of His delights. The word delight goes back to earlier in the psalm, all of God's pleasures. So, Harvest Church, what an honor to speak to you in God's name and to break and unfold the Word of God to you, the bread of life. May God bless you. Jesus, I pray for this church. I pray for everyone within range of my voice who will hear this recording. Spirit of God, come upon them right now in their lounge, in their home, wherever they are. Holy Spirit, reach and touch every person with what they need right now in the love of the Son, Jesus, and in the love of the Father. God, heal. God, break the power of fear. God, remove the confusion. God, break the lies of the devil. God, give kingdom breakthrough. In the name of Jesus, I bless you. Thank you. Amen.